Jolene, give us a call. <laughs> 27 minutes away from 2 o'clock. Now, it's that time of the year when thousands of young people are considering their next move. Final year 12 exams are about uh, to get underway, thank goodness. Oh, I'm talking from personal experience there. The, the university applications are open for next year. Uh, but what if that's not your kids? What if your kids are looking to get uh, a trade instead? A wise move, I reckon. We always need well-equipped uh, and well-qualified tradies, don't we? And there's also going to be a growing demand in industries like defence, which are booming uh, or about to boom here in South Australia. Now, last week's state budget saw the birth of a new scheme, and it's called Skilling South Australia. To tell us how it's going to work, we've got uh, Peter Adams from Business SA with us. G'day, Peter. Yeah, g'day, Alan. How are you? Good to see you, mate. Uh, we've also got Dan Naylor from uh, Adelaide Tech Health. How are you, Dan? Yeah, pretty good, thanks, Alan. And Alex Walker, who's in the thick of it because yeah, he's go. actually a, uh, an electrical sparky. Wise move, mate. Wise move. Good trade to get into. Peter, let's uh, start with you. I want to do an apprenticeship, but of course that means I've got to find someone to employ me, don't I? And that's where you guys come in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we absolutely welcome the uh, the new government's launch of the Skilling South Australia uh, initiative, um, which should see more than 20,000 uh, new young people taking up apprenticeships and traineeships over the next uh, four years, yeah. which is a significant increase on, on where we're at at the moment. Uh, that's a lot, isn't it? 20,000, 20, but uh, given what's about to happen in this state, uh, they're probably going to be in demand. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's a, there's been a rhetoric for a while now that, uh, you know, manufacturing's dead in South Australia um, and that the jobs just aren't there. Um, that certainly sits very differently to what we see. We see a large amount of employers who would love to take a young person on in a trade mm. um, or in a, a non-traditional traineeship, um, but they just can't find the young people who, who are willing to take it on mm. or it's not financially viable for the employer. So um, this the Skilling South Australia um, initiative will certainly help to address all of those issues that we're finding. So this is a $200 million scheme. Uh, initially, uh, there's $100 million that was included in the budget. How it'll actually work uh, as far as... You know, I mean, you're, you're with Business SA and uh, you're the bloke that's going to run this side of it from Business SA. How is it going to operate? Yeah, no worries. So it's a, it's a really multifaceted approach. Um, the the general basis of it is that there'll be, a, um, uh, I guess, a pool of... Of funds there mm. that uh, businesses small and large can apply for um, based on different uh, proposals that they might have. The government will certainly help them through that uh, proposal process um, and whether that uh, whether that support comes in terms of funding or comes in terms of uh, you know a wide range of other wide range of other things that they mm. might be able to access mm. as well. Uh, if you've got uh, you know any kids or nephews or nieces or whatever in this area, you want to give uh, the gentleman, a, uh, ask him a question, give us a call, 8223 Alex, let go, let's go to you because you're in the thick of it, as I said. You're uh, an apprentice sparky. What year are you in? I'm a third year at the moment. Third year. You enjoying it? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Just come in a little bit closer if you could. Um, uh, third year, well, yeah, to be there still year after three years, you must be must be enjoying it. Mm. What uh, what's the attraction? Why did you do that? Uh, you know, go into a trade rather than perhaps uni or something. Um, I think for me personally, I just more enjoy being that hands on sort of learning, and I find like in a classroom or anything like that, like you're not not that it doesn't engage me, but it doesn't as much as it would being out there getting things yeah. done. Mm. Just that sort of side of it. You always been a bit of a home handyman kid. Ah. Uh, Look, I thought I was. You know. <laughs> yeah, until you had to yeah. do it professionally. Yeah, thought I was, and then, you, you know, you try and do it, and you look back at things you've done at home, and you're like, that's terrible. 
What uh, what sort of how important is it to get the right employer in the first place? Because who, who who are you working under? So I work directly for Adelaide Health Service. Right. Okay. So and and how important is that to have the right uh, organisation? Oh, it's crucial because I like your employer sets the platform for the standard that you work to, and if you're surrounded by good tradesmen and people who really care about the work and what they're doing, you'll be a good apprentice and you'll only develop into a better tradesman. Mm, that says it all, doesn't it, really? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, those, those around you. Give us a breakdown of your week. How, how, how many hours do you spend on the job? How many hours do you spend in the classroom, so to speak? So I do four days a week, eight hours a day, minimum on-site, on yeah. on-tools, and then one day a week, again, for eight hours in a classroom. Just doing trade school and going through like all the theory and practical side of right, learning. Okay, but four days a week out in the field learning on the yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just first-hand experience, isn't it? Pretty much. And and that's where the strength is. Yeah, yeah. Dan, that, that, let's come to you, Dan Naylor from Adelaide Tech Health. Uh, you're the employers of Alex. Firstly, what is uh, Adelaide Tech Health? Yeah, well, um, Adelaide Health Tech is, um, we're, we're essentially, we're an electrical and communications company um, and we specialise in health infrastructure. Um, you know, we, we specialise in looking after patient area electrical and uh, communications infrastructure without throughout um, health facilities, whether you're a, a small um, two-room dental clinic to uh, major hospitals. We look after a lot of the um, major hospitals around Adelaide, including the New Royal Adelaide and, and the Queen Elizabeth Hospital right. and, and, and other infrastructure like that. Um, you know, we, we we do education and we we do other uh, facilities as well, but we we um, we have cut our teeth and we've got our niche in health there, and we understand it better than anyone else. So that's how we that's what we. It's do. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you wouldn't when you think of apprenticeships, you don't think of a health organisation like yours. Apprenticeships no. traditionally we think of welders and you know sparkies and yeah. uh, uh, you know mechanics, don't we? Well, exactly right. Well, we are we, we're an electrical company, so I mean we could come in and wire this studio for you. We could wire the building next door. But we've um, there is actually a separate electrical standard for health installations, and that's what we specialise in. That's our bible. That's what we go to, and we know it better than anyone else in the state. And um, and that's our niche. And so we've built a business on the back of that. We've pigeonholed ourselves a little bit by having health in our title, but um, it's it's worked for us um, because people know where they need to go when um, you know they need to get their health facility wide. Alex, was that part of the attraction for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, you can always be just a domestic sparky who goes through, goes through and puts PowerPoint in people's houses, but mm, mm. the attraction to do something different, be in a different environment where it's more challenging, you'd be silly not to grab it. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I can see. Um, really, really great idea, great move. Kay from Glengarry has called in. Hi, Kay. G'day, gentlemen. How are you? We're all well, thank you. Now, uh, are you after an apprenticeship or do you know someone who might be? <laughs> no, I think I'm way past that, my love. <laughs> now, I've got a grandson who's just turned 16. He struggles at school, but he's a very hands-on sort of person. Um, he'd like to do, become a carpenter, but is he too young to go, to go into an apprenticeship? Uh, Peter, he probably is at this stage, is he? Yeah, no, look, 16's a wonderful age to, to start looking at what career options there are out there for him. Um, there are absolutely school-based apprenticeships, which would certainly work really well for him at this age. Yeah. A school-based uh, apprenticeship basically combines um, their, their SACE certificate uh, with starting their apprenticeship. So um, he might be work. He might be going to school for three or four days a week, um, and that re- remaining day he'd be out doing his apprenticeship. And at the end of uh, end of year twelve, he'd receive SACE points for doing that school based apprenticeship. So that would form a part of his uh, his schooling. Well, 
come. Yeah, they do do one day. Uh, well, I don't think it's every Friday, but for perhaps four Fridays in a row, they used to go to, to like a technical college and, and do this sort of thing. But he's also dyslexic. Now, would that put him back um, in an apprenticeship as well? Yeah, no, certainly. There's there's a wide range of really great support structures out there now for, for apprentices. Um, things like dyslexia don't need to be a barrier. Um, yeah. There are certainly, uh, there's certainly through their registered training organisations and through both the state and the federal government, there are some really great initiatives out there to, to help him and support him through that apprenticeship um, and also to help the employer um, make whatever changes might be needed in the workplace to mm. assist him through that apprenticeship and to, to help him when he is in that training environment as well so um, look the biggest thing with any anything like dyslexia or um, anyone who might be looking at a, an apprenticeship or traineeship pathway who might have a disability is just making sure that everyone's aware of that upfront mm. so that yeah. that support can be there the whole way through the apprenticeship instead of it being identified once problems start popping up the good oh, news no the good news Kay is um, uh, more and more recognition for uh, conditions like that and we can't yeah. you know we, we've ignored them too long industry is stepping up and, and taking care of that uh, area yeah. which is great oh, news no for him. Mm. okay thank you very much Good for your on help. You. thanks Kay. if you've got a question for the gentleman give us a call eight double two three double oh double oh being a 16 year old he wouldn't qualify for this particular scheme we're talking about the skilling south australia this is from 21 to 24 year olds i believe is that right no no so it covers absolutely all oh does it demographics okay. yep there's no uh i don't think there's any real sort of stringent um you know uh, guides on what, in terms of what people can put forward. Okay. Um, it's really just about those employers or those organisations or industry associations approaching the government and saying, hey, we think we can support this group of people better or we think mm. we can, you know, take on a wide range of apprentices or trainees in this field. This is what would help us to do that. Right. And then the government will assess it from there. Okay, and, and so we can come it. to you and uh, you'd help yeah, uh, actually tick government. the boxes and make sure that we're in a position to do that. Robin's also called from North Haven. North Haven. Hi, Robin. Hi. Good afternoon, gents. Um, just ringing regarding uh, my son's got Cert 1 and Cert 2 in construction. Um, when he first left school, he didn't have his licence and went for a job and uh, he did a couple of trial weeks and um, because he didn't have his licence, that was a problem, full licence. So, um, yeah, just a warning to all the kids at school that, uh, you know, we don't want them to rush into getting it, us mothers sometimes. But uh, when they're looking at apprenticeships and, yes, there was a few of the boys caught out um, in the year he left that they didn't rush in and then it cost them in the end. So now he's sort of been out a year and all these new ones are coming out of school, he's finding it really hard to find something. And he wants, like, um, first he tried framework and he hasn't tried um, plaster, uh, what do you call it, um, plasterboard or whatever, putting board up in the houses. Yeah, jib rocking. Um, where yeah. does he go? Jib rocking, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, where do we go from here as much as, um, yeah, the demand is supposed to be out there, but he just can't find anything. Good question, gentlemen. Who wants to take that one on? I'll take that one on. Yeah. That's fine as an employer. Um, look, the demands out there for apprentices, um, definitely. It just depends what trade it is at the moment. I know I can only speak from an electrical sense at the moment, but I know... Yeah, this is carpentry. Yeah, I understand that. Um, the difficulty, I guess, without um, having a licence, I guess one thing, as soon as you said that, it, it resonated with me because we've had a couple of kids who are, are of school age or, or whatever, um, and, you know, we're lucky enough that we have um, volumes of work at static sites, so we have the ability for, for people to come in and work for us and... Um, 
um, and not have to necessarily have a vehicle. But increasingly, you know, as you work from site to site, you know, it, it does um, it does help with that flexibility. So, yeah, yeah I can he understand. He has a license and a car now, so he's all set to go. Oh, well, there you go. He's still been looking and looking, but there's just seemingly not apprentices out there once you to He's 19, see? He's turned 19, so it's... That's interesting. I I can't speak from from that um, sort of plasterboarding and and carpentry side of things. Yeah. um, So directions, as in, um, you know, there was something said, go around to the building sites and things like that and see if you can get jobs, but, you know, you can't just do that really nowadays. Well, I'll tell you what, you could do worse. Um, I'll tell you, the the one thing that I look for as an employer and the one thing only I look for as an employer is attitude. Um, If if the attitude for me, and I'm sorry, I'm not not casting aspersions there at all, but I'm saying, like, from from my point of view, if if an aspiring apprentice came and knocked on my office door and said, hey, I'm looking for an apprenticeship and I'm willing to come and work for you for a week and and just show you what I've got in the, um, you know, in the hope that... uh, but hopefully attaining an apprenticeship, then I'd be open to that, and you know we'd we'd bring him in and have a look. And if the attitude was right, then I don't I don't care what your skill set's like. You'll get a job with us if if we've got obviously room to to take you on because um, you know with the right attitude, skills can develop. So um, we're we're. Our number one motto with employing, whether it's apprentices, whether it's anyone, we don't care what background you're from, what race you are, what gender you are, what age you are. If you've got the right attitude, then we'll take you on. Good advice. So keep on knocking on the doors. Absolutely. The message. Robin, uh, that's that's really good advice. Um, uh, thanks for your call. Uh, we're talking to uh, the gentleman about the new um, Skilling South Australia scheme that's been set up to uh, help uh, apprentices, uh, apprenticeships uh, throughout South Australia. Give us a call if you've got any problems or any questions. Uh, more coming up in a moment. Dear Baker Young Stockbrokers, just to let you know, I am stoked. Before you, my investments just didn't have a pulse. They lay there, lifeless. Beep! Like Snow White waiting for her prince. Well, you woke them up. And me. Get your wealth working for you. Call Baker Young Stockbrokers today. BakerYoung.com.au When Roger discovered he had a cockroach problem in his Jeps Cross home, he had two choices. Fight back with Flick Pest Control or embrace his cockroach community. Roger now dines with them on the floor and has begun sticking celebrity heads on them to give them unique personalities. Roger's family have given him the flick. Live with pests or give them the flick. Flick Pest Control. 20% off a range of pest control treatments this month. 131440flick.com.au McGain Real Estate. Rock. And they'll make your home. Rock. Literally. McGain has their own style warehouse here in SA. The latest soft and hard furnishings from around the world. Actually over an acre's worth. They'll dress your home. And like I said, make it rock. And there's no upfront payment for this amazing service. Just another reason why you see more and more signs popping up saying, Sold by McGain. Again. We all know one size doesn't fit all, especially when it comes to your health insurance. I wish I'd figured it out sooner, though. I could have saved so much over the years. Apia Health Insurance is designed for over 50s, covering you for the important things. And you won't pay for things you may not need, like pregnancy. 
Get up to $300 off your policy by taking out new Apia Combined Hospital and Extras by October 31. See apia.com.au slash health for conditions. Eligible customers only. Ask us for details. Product issued by NRB Health Funds Limited and arranged by Apia. Every office has them. Legends that walk among the cubicles. At Myland Office Furniture, we love your work, so let's hear it for Brian. He's more concerned about office ergonomics than today's lunch specials. Yep, Brian's made a lot of bums happy with comfy new chairs for the entire office. No ifs or buts about it. You can say bye-bye to back and shoulder pain. Myland Office Furniture loves creating legendary offices and workspaces for heroes like Brian and you. Get a quote now at mileendofficefurniture.com.au. Right now, travel associates have some amazing cruise and rail packages available. Tell us more, Crystal. That's right, Jane. We have some exclusive packages where you can combine cruising with iconic train journeys, cruise seven nights from Sydney, and then return to Adelaide on the GAN, or travel up on the GAN to Darwin, then board on the beautiful Sun Princess for an 11-night cruise to Hong Kong. These exclusive packages start from just 5,259 per person. Oh, gee, they sound amazing. They are, Jane. Travel associates, our experience counts. Call 1370. 71. In Adelaide and across South Australia, this is Alan Hickey. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. 10 to 2, we're talking apprenticeships and uh, it's going to be a big growth area in South Australia given uh, the defence industry booms and so forth that we're looking down the barrel of. Uh, in the state budget last week, there was a $200,000, uh, sorry, a $200 million scheme announced called um, uh, Skilling South Australia and it's aimed at uh, apprentices and getting companies to actually take on more apprentices as well. And uh, in the studio with us, we've got Peter Adams from Business S. We've also got Dan Naylor from uh, Adelaide Health Tech and uh, a bloke who's actually in the middle of his uh, apprenticeship at the moment uh, as a sparky, Alex Walker. Alex, we've had a couple of calls uh, there uh, from people, uh, from mums saying their, their kids are having trouble, you know, finding work. How did you get into it? You did uh, work experience as a, as a student first and yes. that led to a job, didn't it? It did. So I did um, in year 10... My school offered a, like a one-week work experience yeah. placement, which I think is uh, is compulsory. Isn't yeah, it? I, I think, think yeah. most schools run it. Yeah. Um, and so I did that with a company, and it went really well. I really enjoyed it, and I was like, "This is something that I seriously want to look at." Um, and then in year eleven, and uh, I looked at it again. It's more of a voluntary sort of thing there. You can mm. choose to do it or not if your school has the um, allocations for it. And I ended up going, "Yeah, I want to do it again." Spoke to the company that I'd worked with previously, and they said, "Yep, we'd love to have you back for another week." Did that and then ended up because of obviously like the recommendations that I got from people that I work with yeah, and last time, yeah yeah all those sort of things. Um, it ended up being a job offer at the end of it for once when I finished my apprenticeship. Well, there you go. See, Dan, that backs up what you were telling our last caller. Um, mm -hmm. Put your hand up, knock on the door, and uh, make sure you get your word out there, get your name out there. Definitely, it's, it's a great way to do it. And look, Alex's testament, so I, I knew who he did his work experience with, and it's one of the reasons he's got his job with us, a good friend of mine who um, actually looked after him on work experience. And, you know, so when we were looking for an apprentice, um, you know, I, I knew Alex was in, in Sydney, he'd, he'd taken an apprenticeship in Sydney, actually, but wasn't getting the same opportunities as, um, or wasn't getting the opportunities as he was expecting over there. And, and we um, we had the opportunity as a business to, to bring him back and... <laughs> and take him on as an apprentice here, which was great. But that was based on the reference that mm. we got from his time mm. during work experience. Good so. to have you back, Alex. Can you fix the panel? I've just broken it here. <laughs> um, Edna has called from Elizabeth South. Hi, Edna. Thanks for holding. No, you're welcome. 
Um, I just w- came into the programme late. I'm just wondering how you would make inquiries about the skilling yep. SA programme. Have, have you got a pen? Yes. Uh, the website is vet, V-E-T, dot yes. skills, dot sa, dot gov, dot au. And, the, and there's also a, a, a trainee apprenticeship info hotline, which is 1800 637 yes. 097. 097. Yeah. Thank you very uh, much. Sorry, 673. It's 1800 637 097. Right. Alrighty. You've got Lovely. someone who's interested? Um, yes, my grandson. He's 20. And um, he was looking for something, but it's sort of. Very hard to direct them, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. if you don't know anything. Well, look, this is a good. This is a good. Uh, go to that uh, website because all the details are there, and it's a good starting point. It's an interesting question, gentlemen. I'll put to you: What is the ideal age? Is there an age limit? You know, can I can I do an apprenticeship at my age? From my point of view as an employer, absolutely. You know, if you've got the energy and, and you want to do it and that's what you want to do and you're willing to make the sacrifices to do it, I mean, yeah. it's not it's not always easy um, when you're a bit older and you've got financial pressures, family and all the rest of it. But, um, you know, there, there's nothing stopping you. If you're in a position where you, where you can take it on, you've got the right attitude, you're doing it for the right reasons, mm. you really want to go further um, with your, tra- you know, get a trade and, and go further with your career, then absolutely. I'd imagine, Peter, um, there'd be some Sometimes there'd be an advantage on someone having a bit more uh, experience in the world coming and tapping on the door and wanting to say, this is what I want to do now. Yeah, absolutely, Alan. And, you know, in regards to what you were just speaking about, we've had people as old, um, as mature as, I guess, 58, 59, who are undertaking an apprenticeship. So, is that right? Which yeah. is really great to see. Yeah. Um, but, no, you're absolutely right. You know, the, I guess the... That, age from 16 to probably 2021 is a really formative mm. time in people's lives mm. um, so oftentimes getting um, getting mature aged apprentices or adult apprentices um, can really have some benefits in that you know they might be a little bit more stable in their life and in their uh, um, in their emotions and in their financial situation and uh, transport situations and well, there you and go it's not, like not so. too, too late for me yet no, definitely not <laughs> Paul's at Modbury Heights g'day Paul yeah g'day guys how are you going yeah well that's good. Now, look, I think it's, it's a great thing to um, obviously promote apprenticeships and everything. I mean, I'm a sparky by trade myself. I, I was lucky enough to do an apprenticeship with a company. But I think the biggest problem we have today is possibly the uh, the training organisations that are out there that only pay their apprentices minimum wage um, while you're young and, you know, 16, 17 or something, 12 bucks an hour is probably okay, but if an adult wants to get into an adult apprenticeship and they have to make a move into one of these training organisations, they can't afford to live on $12 an hour. Um, Most of the electrical contractors I know um, mainly take their apprentices from these organisations and don't actually employ them themselves, so it makes it a very difficult thing. Um, I wondered if you guys had a thought on that or an opinion on that. Yes. Look, Peter? Paul, if you're happy for me to um, answer that one. Um, look, the uh, the wage for anyone who's over 21 and commencing an apprenticeship is certainly much higher than $12 an hour. Um, it does change from industry to industry, but it usually sits on about 1703 or higher than that. Um, and most of them getting paid above the national minimum award wage, which I think is 1893 an hour at the moment. Okay, so um, so what I would say is that, um, that you sh- certainly shouldn't be seeing anyone who's um, over the age of 21 
commencing an apprenticeship who's under that rate. Right. Um, if you do something, something's not quite right. It's not there. quite right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I do. I do understand that there are other systems in place, like the trade support loan, uh, which is a twenty thousand dollar loan over the time of the over the space of the apprenticeship, um, which is based to uh, to help apprentices uh, with the cost of living. So it's paid on a monthly basis. Um, up to the lifetime li- limit of $20,000, and it's paid back a little bit like HEX um, through the taxation system once that uh, person's earning over about $56,000, $57,000 a year. Um, so there certainly is support there. Right. Uh, Alex, uh, where are you headed? What, what's, your, what's your aim? The end goal? Hmm. Um, I think it would be much like any young apprentice. You sort of want that natural progression through your career, so you start as an apprentice, work through, <laughs> become a tradesman leading hand, you know, ultimately I would like to end up in, like, a managerial type role. Um, But it's just, yeah, that natural progression is really what I'm after, you know, going from level to level and really progressing. And, Dan, um, sorry, you're right. (laughs) He needs a good good, uh, throat clear. How how many apprentices have you got on staff at the moment? We've currently... (laughs) We've currently got seven. <laughs> sorry, you've got, got seven, got, seven on board. Been a long time. Seven <laughs> apprentices at the moment. Okay, yeah. And uh, <coughs> Peter, what what do you reckon we're going to see out of this? Are we going to get enough? I mean, we're talking. How many are we talking? Twenty thousand apprentices. Are we going to be able to? Yeah. Are we going to be able to fill that that yeah. hole? Look, I, I think it's certainly going to take uh, everyone working together. Um, the the nature of the program is that it will be reaching into schools, it will be providing education about the benefits of uh, apprenticeships and traineeships. Um, it will be, you know, going to the employers, it will be um, coming from industry associations, so it really is well-rounded. Um, but what I think we need to... Um, I guess there are a few different aspects that will really help us achieve it. Um, once is the One of those aspects is getting the education out there that, um, that these apprenticeships... Abs- and traineeships are absolutely there um, and that uh, vocational education pathways are no longer just your traditional trades um, they're also you know in uh, real estate in finance in mm. veterinary mm. nursing uh, dental assisting you know laboratory workers um, and as you mentioned before the the wide range of roles that are going to be in the new um, defense mm. defense industry so mm. um, you know one of them I guess is is tapping into that um, and uh, and getting that education out there to uh, to young people and, and parents that, you know, there are some great opportunities out there um, and that university isn't the only way forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and mm. the second is obviously helping those um, helping those employers to uh, to access those workers and, and making sure that it's financially viable for the employers to do so. Um, and, again, that's what this fund addresses. All right, fantastic. Thanks for coming in, gentlemen. Uh, visit the website. It's vetvet.skills.sa.gov.au. Uh, that's uh, if you're an employer or an employee a prospective employee, but uh, also if you're an employer. Um, and if uh, you're after a traineeship or an apprenticeship, uh, the info line is 1800 673. I got it right that time. 1800 673 097. Uh, we'll put those details up on our website as well. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, good to meet you all. Uh, Peter Adams from Business SA. Also, Dan Naylor from uh, Adelaide uh, Health Tech. You need to go and uh, do something about that cough. <laughs> and also uh, Alex Walker, who's uh, uh, in the third year of his uh, electrical uh, apprenticeship. All the best to you. Thanks very much, gents. Thank you. Thank you. Stay with us after the break.